Hey, this is Zen Perry. Thanks for listening to the Zen Perry Project. I have a few requests of you before we get into the show. First is go to Zen Perry Project, Z-E-N-P-E-R-R-Y Project on Instagram. Give us a follow. Second is make sure you follow and turn on notifications for our episodes wherever you listen to the Zen Perry Project. And third is share the show with somebody. Maybe send them an episode they'd be interested in. Without further ado, here's the show. Thanks for listening. Are you a musician that wants to finally finish those recordings sitting in your hard drive? Having studio quality drums will take your projects to the next level. Head on over to zendrumming.com to book a free consultation. Professional multi-track drums remotely recorded for a fraction of the cost. Bring your music projects to the world with the right drums. Head on over to zendrumming.com today. Would you like to hear Breaking North ad-free? Become a patron today for bonus interviews, giveaways, and much more. Support spreading the word of your favorite creators. Head over to patreon.com slash breaking north. There is not a person out there that wouldn't like to learn to play the drums. Learn to play the drums from a working professional over Zoom. It's never been easier to book an affordable lesson than going to zendrumman.com. From seasoned professionals to those who haven't made the leap to buying their first kit. Learn to play your favorite music. Head on over to zendrumman.com to book a free consultation and two discounted intro lessons. Today I'm hanging out with artist Rachel Burns, also known as Human Shaped Animal, in her experimental art space, Trellis. Yeah. So it goes by? Yes, it does. In Santa Cruz, California, her artwork uh, includes plants, digital fabrication, with blooming colors that frame the natural world. Her murals can be found in Santa Cruz, Sunnyvale, and Brazil. Yes. And we'll be talking about that in a second. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we've been talking for like 40 minutes so far, but we'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. we'll fill you in. Yeah. All right. So back when I started the podcast, I was asking my friends to see who I should have on the show. Mm-hmm. And Julian English, oh, our, our mutual friend, I, I think you two seem like sisters. Yeah. She's uh, she mentioned that you had just gotten back from Brazil. And so I was like kind of looking around and I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And she said, you're also an amazing artist. But she, uh, so I was kind of checking around her videos on your Instagram and I saw one where you're on a porch and there's a kid holding a hula hoop and you're holding a hula hoop and you, and you back up and you guys both do a synchronized, uh, dance or a flow. Right. And it was like, like a minute or so, Mm -hmm. something like that. And it'll take a very wholesome moment. It was so wholesome. Oh my goodness. So that, that's just painting the picture for yeah. you. Uh, what was happening? You were in Brazil. You were in the Amazon. I was in the Amazon. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So I was in Amazon for two months and uh, my heart just like cramps just thinking about it. But uh, so I'll back up to how I got there. It was kind of a random series of things that I just said yes to because as soon as it the opportunity to rise, I just like felt it in my soul that I had to do it. So basically, this human, this guy, um, had been following my art on Instagram and wanted to commission a piece from me. Uh, so I checked him out and I saw that he did these retreats in the Amazon. There's like yoga slash indigenous immersion slash adventure retreats. And I was like, ooh, okay. 
So I posed that we could do a trade, like whatever he was putting towards the piece, we just put that towards the retreat. And then that started to expand more. We talked on the phone, he seemed rad. And he was like, you could stay in the Amazon longer if you want, rather than just like the 10 days that the retreat is. Um, Cause it was on a family's property. It wasn't like a retreat center. And this was only the second year that he was having it. So it was all very new and like, you know, not like, it was very authentic as well. Um, and so, yeah, and then that expanded into doing a trade with the family. So I did a mural on their property to be able to stay and be fed for two months. Well, actually it was supposed to be like five weeks, but then I didn't want to leave. So naturally. Um, yeah, and oh, yeah. So I just said yes. And like leading up to it, I just like felt like it was going to be a huge pivotal time in my life. To just like, it was, I turned 30 that year, this past year, um, and I was just like, yeah, I wanna go do this crazy adventure. Um, and I had only, I met him maybe three weeks before I actually like went to Brazil. And I was like, okay, yeah. So, and it went well. Um, yeah, I was like, well, I'm gonna spend the next two months with you, so uh, hopefully you're not super annoying. And uh, yeah, it went there. And it wasn't. And it wasn't, yeah, and it was, it was totally rad. And the, the most you can ask for. Yeah. yeah, and the family was, I fell in love with the family. I fell in love with everything. There was like one point where I was like, I'm just going to abandon my whole life in Santa Cruz and live in the Amazon for the rest of my life. And then slowly I like changed my senses and I was like, oh, you know, like, like, I, I, I've got some stuff I need to yeah, do Yeah, I got a few things I need to do. Uh, what was the family's name? Like, what, what were they like? What was it like? So they, um, so Vanessa, she was the, my host mama. And she had three kids and they were the most spectacular humans in the world. Um, there was a girl who was 15, Kenna, and then two boys who were 19 and 20, Jo and Kenan. And yeah, so Vanessa was actually from Venezuela and her and her mother, Estrella, who also lived on the property, who was, she's like 70, who side note, got to give her her first tattoo, which was epic. Um, and- At 70. Uh, yeah, I guess she always wanted one and like I was doing stick and pokes and she was like- Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, so amazing. And um, yeah, and then Vanessa's husband, Leo, actually they're, separated, but he still lives on the property in his own little like bungalow in the jungle. Um, so they do ecotourism, which they bring people to their property, um, which is just gorgeous. And they try to give, or they do give authentic experiences um, to basically allow people to build a relationship with the jungle and the people that are there. Um, so then they like want to help save it. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's the yeah, idea. Yeah, hopefully that's the, uh, that's the gist. But yeah, and um, yeah, Leo, the father, like there, it started off with Leo and Vanessa fell in love and then they were looking for property and they found it. And then Leo actually is a photographer. He's from Italy. 
he's French Italian, uh, was a sailor, made his way over. And um, he did this whole project for two years of just photographing orchids in the Amazon jungle. And because of that, he, they learned how to um, tree climb. And so then they turned the tree climbing into the ecotourism. And then that's how it blossomed onto their um, property. And then on top of that, Vanessa is working with indigenous communities of the Amazon. So like mostly the Yanomami people, people and the Venmia people. Um, and like the Yanomami people have only been in contact with white people, meaning anyone that's not of, the, of their um, tribe uh, in like the 50s. So there's like something like 20,000 living in the Amazon jungle, like still. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she's been building relationships with them in order to um, bring people in like on their own terms of ecotourism. Um, so one, they get to share their story their way. And then two, it gives them, um, you know, some more of a, like an income that way they don't have to rely on the Brazilian government as much because the Brazilian government is trying to steal their land and the gold miners and it's like a whole big mess. Um, so yeah, it was quite the experience to Incredible. just like, yeah, just to like be among these humans that are just doing so much. And then just being in the Amazon itself has this like potent energy to it. Like every, my, like, it's like, I've been painting these plants that I like are just flourishing in the Amazon in front of me. And I'm just like. And like everything just expresses itself so colorfully and like all the insects are like this big and like, you know, super bright. Everything's just like got really creative with the way that it wanted to like <laughs> be an expression. And it's just, it's all on top of each other and all like. It's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they, just like, really, they just really found themselves. Yeah, they just, like, they just felt very free yeah. to like be big and loud. And then it was rad because since they live on, I don't know exactly how many acres of the Amazon they live on, but it's like, it, it would take you like a week or so to get across all of their stuff. And you, you need to have someone in the rainforest. Like they have an indigenous guide that comes and takes people through the rainforest because it's like, you know, uh, anything can just kill you. Yeah, there, there's anything. jaguars on their property and like, you That's know, rad. yeah, yeah. What do you what do you see? Anything? I mean, you're talking about some of the bugs, but oh, lots of bugs. Cool, uh, stories? Lots of monkeys, howler monkeys. All oh, the birds are amazing. Toucans, um, parrots, macaws. There was this wild macaw that like would just like come and hang out at our like we would go to this one property, which we it felt like going to your grandparents' house because. It was part of the, their ecotourism where you could go there and you can like spend like some time with them and they take you fishing. They caught piranha. We'd cook it up that night. We ate capybara, that like weird big hamster thingy. Yeah. Which I didn't realize they lived in the Amazon. That it, was, you like, just blew my mind. I thought that was like Australia. Or yeah, like I do not pick. They don't. They don't seem like they fit in, in the Amazon. They don't seem like <laughs> majestic enough. Yeah. But yeah, we ate that. I didn't get to see one. Um, oh, swam with some pink dolphins. That was pretty rad. Oh, so a sloth, a sloth swimming. Wait, wait, wait. Pink, pink dolphins. Pink dolphins. Is that like in the river? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're super friendly. I guess like there's this like whole thing where people would 
pregnant women would go and hang out and the pink dolphins would like something about them they were like they sensed pregnant women and they would be like a blessing and they, they come and hang out, hang out yeah dolphins. just like bless your unborn child pregnant ladies and pink dolphins yeah they're buds okay you saw sloth yes a sloth <laughs> i was swimming um some type of alligators which they were not alligators but they were enough our indigenous guides just swooped it out of the water in the middle of the night Check it out. It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Um, giant turtles, tortoise of some sort. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah I think Yeah, that was, that was quite the list. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, so you did two murals out there? Just one. Just one. Mm -hmm. So that was the... That was the train. And what mm -hmm. was it? Uh, so it was of um, a couple in indigenous people which she had relationships with um so there was a chief from the anamami people and then there was like the shaman um page of the benio people him and his brother um and then some women that had that i forget exactly what tribes they were from but um that they knew of and so yeah it's like this like portal type situation and they're all kind of framing it with different um, plants and um, animals and such from the Amazon, which actually were all taken photos that they had taken, either her or Leo, or her ex-husband. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of this magical, just like gatekeepers to this like Amazon energy. That sounds so cool. <sighs> yes, yes. I want to go. You should. Uh, I, like, I don't know how somebody just goes about doing that, but you well, you can. You can go to the property. No one wants to go to the property. Let me know. Tell Vanessa you hang. You're gonna come, and we'll take care of you. Yeah, for sure. Also, some pink dolphins. Juxtapose that to where are you from? <laughs> I'm from <laughs> Mars, Pennsylvania. Hey, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like to do the dramatic pause yeah. in between. Yeah, Mars, <laughs> Pennsylvania, uh, home of the Fighting Planets. That was my high school. Um, the Fighting Planets? The Fighting Planets, That's yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. Though our emblem was actually of Saturn. It was, it was like a ring around it, and I was like, Mars doesn't have a ring around it, but I guess that was like, that was our emblem. Whatever. But anyway, so it's 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, you, how was it like growing up there? Um, what I loved about it was like the property that I was on, I was like on three acres. So there was woods and everything. So I very much grew up like, you know, running around in the woods and being outside and whatnot. Um, but other than that, there's a version over not much going on. That's, <laughs> That's yeah. about it. So I feel like that probably aided to my creativity in some way. Um, just like, you know, entertain yourself. To, did you want to get out? Get, did I want to get out of Mars? Yeah, Pennsylvania, like never, I mean, Pens I have such a special place in my heart for Pennsylvania, um, but it's not like my soil to bloom in. Um, what was your family like? My family's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, my siblings, they are, yeah, me and my siblings are super close. Uh, my brother is a also a creative, and he's just like living his best life. He's a ghostwriter and a producer and a musician, and um, he lives in London. Um, 
And then my sister's rad. She's like such a traveler and adventure. She's had like every job under the sun. She's just like someone that can talk to her way into like any job position and can, yeah, she's super capable of anything. Um, and she's in Vegas. Uh, but actually she comes here a lot. It's like a flight to Vegas is like 40 bucks round trip. It's great. Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, it's not that far. But uh, yeah, and then my parents are, they've always been like super supportive of whatever me and my siblings like, you know, all of us kind of live kind of, you know, unconventional lifestyles and they're just like, when did you, uh, what's, what's like the age range between you and your siblings? Are they? My sister's four years older than me and my brother's two and a half years younger. Okay. So pretty, pretty similar age yeah. range. Yeah. Uh, when did you, I don't know, any stories about growing up or were you kind of kid were you? How was it going to school there? Were, were you guys kind of the odd ones out? In the um, growing up, hmm, I was definitely like super shy for a good amount of my life really? uh yeah oh my god yeah um slowly worked my way out of it yeah i can see that <laughs> um but uh yeah growing up in mars was just like i don't know it's kind of like a redneck area kind of just like a little cookie cutter in places that's not super rural um yeah i think I don't know. Doesn't sound like it was rough. <laughs> no, it was, it was whatever. You're just like okay. It was just like yeah. Some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where'd you, where'd you go to college? I went to college in Bloomsburg University, which is also in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. about like four hours the other direction. Um, which it also is kind of just like a eh kind of place. Like I I went to art school, though Bloomsburg is like a state. So, did you like a degree or like yeah so i have a degree in painting and digital art which is just like yeah painting with a computer yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so uh yeah i kind of like stumbled into it so i didn't mean to go to art school even though i wasn't really called the bloomsburg university art school they had an art program yeah um, school with that, yes Okay. But so I actually originally went to school for early childhood education. I didn't even last a semester. Mm. I was just like, I don't know what I was thinking because being with children for that many hours a day, every day, my soul would deteriorate. Um, and so I took and like I had been interested in art forever, and uh, so. I took a, just like an art class as a general education class and I was like, you know what, this is the only thing that I actually like I'm going to pay 100% attention to and actually care about. Even though like, you know, coming from Pennsylvania, like there's no one encourages you to get an art degree. Like that's like, no, yeah, no, that's just like, wait, back up. So you were painting before though. I was before I entered art school. Yes. yes. Yeah, I got into painting into high, in high school. Okay. Yeah, more so the last like two years. Um, but I always liked art class and was always doing some type of art, art okay. thing. And then, the, yeah, I actually had a job to be a music teacher at a school. Mm -hmm. Did all the training. First day of school, I was like, with the kids there, I was like, mm, nope. No <laughs> I, I, like, I called the principal, I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> 
You got the wrong guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I know, that's the thing when I like did an art degree, I was like, well, I guess the only thing there is to do is to teach art. Yep. And I was like, well, maybe art therapy. And I was like, I don't want to go through more schooling. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then somehow it's just, it's worked out. <laughs> it, it, here we are. And here we are, yes. Trellis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you went up to upstate New York. Yes, that um, was the turning point. Yeah. That's, dun, dun, dun. That's, what I, that's what I read. Yes. What happened? So I stayed in Bloomsburg for like a year or two after I graduated just like not doing much with my life. Um, and I got to a point where I was like, I need to change everything. Mm -hmm. I need to just like start over. Like I just kind of hit a wall. Um, and so there's this place called Omega Institute, which is in Rhinebeck, New York. Um, and so Omega is like a um, wellness retreat center but they do like a live work program. So you can go and live there or you, so you work for free basically, but you, you know, you live and get fed, but it ended up being so epic because it has its like whole own, like the staff just has this whole own culture. It's like basically uh, like hippie summer camp for adults. This is how I would describe it. Because you're allowed to take, uh, so at Omega, it's like on 200 acres, there's a lake with like canoes and there's woods. And the first year I camped, I was in a tent for, I was supposed to be there for 10 weeks and I ended up being there for five months. Um, Camping. Yeah. But you get fed. You're fed. I lived in a tent. But yeah. Like, but I mean, that's still, yeah. that's yeah. rad. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, I lived in, a lot of weird situations. Um, and so, but then you can take all their classes. They have yoga, meditation, and dance classes every day. And then there's even more classes because just depending on what workshops are going on that week or weekend, you can take some of those. And then also the staff teaches each other classes. And then we also like have our whole own, like we put on dances, like we put on like Olympics for ourselves. Um, we did our own Burning Man. Like it's just like, it's just rad. It's amazing humans. Um, and it's cool because it's like, an, it's fluctuating because you could either stay for as lo little as three weeks and then up to six months because it's just seasonal because it gets too cold. Um, and so, yeah, you just need like really cool humans cycling through. And usually they're like, just like down for whatever to like dive deep and to just like play. And it's just like so nice being in a, container like that because it's like really allows you to develop yourself or kind of get in the yeah, sense for yourself exactly and they had like an art hut and like really rad teachers and whatnot would come through and and then other weeks it would be pretty heavy because it was like some people are coming because it's like their last resort of like they are coming for some type of workshop that's like you know, it's all healing in some way. Or, what do you mean? I, I don't. So, like, the workshops that would come through would be anything from yoga mm -hmm. to music to art to writing to meditation. But then there would be, like, um, you know, they had, uh, like, the Lyme disease convention there. Um, or, like, 
if you've had certain trauma or if you're going through like they had like things for like divorce or like you know if you've had cancer in your support group and like um you know they even had like a healer there that like a bunch of like kind of sick the one sick people would come to see or so yeah it was interesting that's, that's like it's beautiful yeah it's, exactly uh, and also kind of like maybe grounds what would be kind of just like a, a full-on hippie burning man sort of oh, yeah. party like, yeah yeah it's like, like more intense there's it like, just real life fluctuates yeah wow. um so i mean it'd be yeah it could be super heavy or it could be like the week all the mcmarin's there and everyone's just like singing mm -hmm. and like yeah it's all yeah but um yeah, and it was kind of cool because you could really feel that like energy shift each week or weekend depending on what was going on. Like there was also one week where it was silent week and everyone was in silence as a retreat. So it was just like, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Kind of travels around the, the landscape of uh, emotions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So then. Oh, scape. So then from there. Oh, so from there. So. They only do six months. They go from April to October. Um, I was there for five months in 2015. And then I wanted to go back another season, but be full time. Full time, you work 40 hours, but you get paid $4 an hour. So, oh, And then I got a trailer in the woods. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, so then by the end of that next season, um, or right before that second season in 2016, I went on a month-long road trip cross-country, and I, one of my stops was Santa Cruz to see a friend that I had that I knew from college. Um, and this was like my first time out to the West Coast, and I was just like, like I already knew I was a West Coast person, but like to actually then like experience it, I was. How do you know you're a West Coast person? Uh, you can just tell. East Coast is different. People don't always realize how like. And I kind of like, I like being bi-coastal. I think that's like a, a good, mm -hmm. I feel balanced out. Like, I feel like I'm a, I'm not, I don't know. I'm. What, what, okay. What attributes <laughs> do you think you have on the East Coast and what do you have on the West Coast? I, I don't know if I have that many attributes from the East Coast, okay. but I know how the East Coast operates. What do, you like from it? what do I like from it? Yeah. What do you like that's like different than the West Coast? Cause I know it. West Coast is great. I, I know all about it. I feel like the East Coast, there's a, hmm, I guess it's not necessarily like what I like about the East Coast. I think it's more of that like, <laughs> East Coast is great, don't get me wrong, but there's definitely a different vibe to it. And I think that West Coast can be a little jaded about how, you know, they're about how it's sunny and lovely west coast is yep. and it's like oh but like it's like i know both worlds yeah. so i feel like i am a little more well-rounded yeah. it's like oh i have had to wake up at seven and scrape my car the ice off my car before going to work and drive through snow and like black ice and yeah and like you know gray weather forever and like one months, yeah so. one degrees out and my heat in my apartment doesn't work and like no one's smiling at anyone and everyone's like go 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 very like especially pittsburgh is very like blue collar like steel worker kind of like 
chip on my shoulder situation. So. Cool. And it balances you out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I've got a I've got an appreciation for both. Yeah. Um, so then you, so you're going around, end up in Santa Cruz. You liked it. Yeah. You knew that felt good. I knew it felt good. And so when the Omega season ended, five of us were like, well, what are we going to do now? Let's go to California. Uh, and we were like, we could, we could sit here and research all the places of where we could, should land, but we're not going to know until we get there. Um, yeah, it's so far. Yeah, and it's just like, you just like you don't really get a full idea of a place just by like... Google. Yeah, exactly. Yelp reviews. So, yeah, they have <laughs> And so we knew a couple people that had either lived there or currently lived there. And so we're like, let's go to Santa Cruz. And so we like hop in our cars and we pick each up, pick everyone up along the way. Um, and so I moved here in November of 2016, and we got here, and we were all wide-eyed and pushing tail, like, yeah, we can get housing. And then it took <laughs> us three months to get housing. We camped for three months in the winter of 2016, when, like, all, when, like, finally California came out of a drought and it decided to rain the whole time. That's all those exactly when I got here. Really? Yes. Oh, we have the same Santa Cruz birthday? Yes, I, I got here January 6th. And, oh, nice. And yes, it was it was raining. I couldn't get housing for six months. Yeah. So I started in the garage. Uh-huh, nice, and nice. And then I was living at, uh, up at campus in my buddy's dorm room floor. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with this lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. we like, we would but be... But it was raining. It was raining. All I had was a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... Yeah, we had, we had two cars. We had five of us. So we were living out of our car at this little campsite that's like tucked back before pogo nip, mm -hmm. all in one tent, <laughs> um, it was great, yeah, I, yeah it was just like, that's what happened, yeah, that's what happened, and then the campsite closed because it was like starting to become a liability issue because like the trees were falling and things, uh, and so we like did the motel thing for a couple weeks, trying to like not let them know that there's five of us in the motel room and yeah when you only said there was one or two yeah and uh yeah and then finally we found we found a home you still with those people no i am the they all moved away now three years ago i'm the last one but it was my idea originally so i feel like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i'm the only one that's still here okay i survived you survived. survived. And now you're living in the tannery. And now I'm living in the tannery, which was like this little heavenly golden nugget that I stumbled upon. It's hard to get in there. Oh, and I like snuck through the back. <laughs> like, because yeah. when we first moved here, we heard about it. And um, they had, some of the other people that I was living with were also artists. And we're like, ooh, tannery. Um, so we, their wait list was open, which the wait list isn't always open. Put our names on the wait list. We were like, I don't know, 90th on the wait list. And like a year and a half later, we call back and we're like 70th on the wait list. Well. And so we're like, well, this is going to take like a really long time. Yeah. And so then in 2019, beginning of 2019, uh, and by that point, there had been a couple of them had left. We had new people in our housing because we had like four people in a two bedroom. Lived about above the tea house spa next to the catalyst. That was an interesting experience. And um yeah, and then 
all of a sudden, the rest of them were going to move. And I was like, oh, this situation again, like finding housing. And because I was sharing a room, I was like, well, my rent's going to double. Mm-hmm. Like my whole little support system is moving away. And I was like, so I like was kind of spiraling. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have, and at this, at this time I was like working kind of like part-time and doing art part-time. And I was like, well, this is going to, like, I don't want to work full time because then my art's going to suffer. And, um, yeah, I was just like, but then through Santa Cruz wanting to help me, um, a friend through a friend heard about it and they lived in the tannery and their neighbor needed a roommate, um, and so I was able to just move in with her and bypass, like, I mean, I still kind of had to do like a little bit of an interview, but I got to bypass the waiting list. Yeah. So the tannery for, for people out there is, is just like subsidized artist housing. Yes. So it's rent controlled based on what you make, which makes it possible for me to be a full-time artist here. Yeah. So you are a full-time artist. I am now. Yes. Wow. Yes. How long has that been? Uh, it's kind of hard to say it because is. Is. the whole pandemic situation happened and there was like some unemployment for a little bit. Um, but I would say, hmm, I think I started that journey like without any like little side job, um, maybe like two years ago, even though there was like a chunk where, yeah. Yeah. yeah I get it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a trust fall of a lifestyle because I usually don't know what's going to be on my plate for the next month. So what, I mean, is it, <laughs> is it people mostly buying pieces, murals? What, what is kind of... Murals is more of what I um, make my money off of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then usually that chunk can kind of help me live for a bit doing other (laughs) I try not to question it too much because I feel like as soon as I start questioning it's just gonna like like, crumble away (laughs) how is this working I'm actually not sure (laughs) just let it happen yeah I'm just gonna like let it do its thing I'm just (laughs) trusting it but yeah it's definitely it's a um it ebbs and it flows Mm -hmm. for sure and it kind of just seems to like I don't know it kind of just seems to work out and I think it's because, yeah, I just say I'll anything. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think because I believe in it, that's the only reason I think it's working, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. And so you're also selling pieces, though. Let's talk about those a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I make paintings, mm-hmm. which usually involve a living plant in them. Okay. Kind of going off of them. need some water, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going Hydrate. off of uh, kind of what we were talking about in the Amazon. So everything is based off of some plant. And what is, well, when did you start doing that? Did you always just like kind of always want to drive plants? Uh, I've always been inspired by nature. And then I've always wanted to include them somehow in my paintings. And I wasn't really sure how to do that. And then in 2018, maybe, I joined the Fab Lab which is right next door. What is the Fab Lab? The Fab Lab, the Fabulous Labulous. Right. Dreams are born. That's not really their tagline, but <laughs> I like, that's what I like to it's say. It's a long title. Yeah. <laughs> so the Fab Lab, uh, 
fabrication laboratory. Um, so it's a makerspace. Basically, you get a membership, and then you can use their um, their whole wood shop. They have a CNC router, like ShopBot. Um, they have 3D printers. They have laser cutters, which is what I make a lot of my stuff with. Um, and yeah, other types of tools and whatnot. So yeah, you get a membership, and you can use their tools. Uh, and so then I started using laser cutter, which opened up. Like, oh, if I cut into this wood, I can put a shelf. And if I have a shelf, I can put a plant. And then it just has expanded and expanded and expanded since then. Um, and then actually, Jordan Lehman, who is the owner of the Fab Lab, who actually moved here a couple months after I did, he is also part of the space. So we've become good friends. How so? So when you say part of this space? So there is seven of us that inhabit this. And it, so basically this used to be the art cave, which was run by Dana Peters and Lee Erickson. And it was a gallery in their studio space. It was like a white wall gallery. Come 2020, they're like, we're getting kind of burnt out. We want to bring on more people as well, just because like we have this huge space now. So they started in a smaller one over there. And um, so, yeah, beginning of 2020, four of us joined on, me and Jordan being two of those. And we built these walls. They were together, and they were here. So they were more sectioned um, little studio spaces. And it was still a gallery. Pandemic hits, and like then we're like, what the hell do we do with this space? Like, we can't have people in it. We tried like the online thing, and I was not jazzed about that whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and no one was coming in. And it, so me and Jordan were like, well, we want somewhere else to go other than our house right now. So we were coming in and using it just as a living room. So then we started making it cozy. And then it was Which like. It is. Yeah. It's a very large and space. It's, it's very cozy. And it's been through like so many variations of this. Um, a big change was we cut this wall in half and we put them on casters so we're able to move them around. So we've been able to change up the space like that. And there wasn't any second floor at this point either. And so. You built the second floor. Uh, I, didn't I, I can't say that I built the second floor, yeah. but uh, a member, a mem the members built it. So anyway, so uh, me and Jordan, the only ones left from that original little crew. And. Uh, me and Jordan had a slightly different vision of the space than a white wall gallery. I wanted to do more installation and experience driven stuff, same as Jordan. Uh, and so the girls, actually the two founders, they both got pregnant, adorable because they're best friends, both got pregnant, and so they had other babies to focus on. And so this became me and Jordan's baby, which he's like my art husband. And then, uh, and our friend, or Jordan had friend Andrew moved to, for to here from Chico, and he was a DJ. And we're like, yo, come hang out with us in this spot. We don't know what we're doing at all, but like, come just like hang out. Uh, and then he mentioned that he wanted to do a live stream, and so he joined the space. The others kind of fell off, and then we got new people in, and they were more DJs. And... So yeah, he went into the live stream and I was like, well, I'll make a backdrop for you. 
small to shady picture of our first one. It was much different than this whole space. Uh, and then slowly the other members joined. And it was nice because instead of, originally we were all visual artists in the space. And now we have like uh, an array of what people can do. So, you know, um, like JR built this second floor for us in a week. Um, wow. So now we have a loft. And so we have sound people and DJs and they're all, you know, super tuned into like these speakers and you get to do this, blah, blah, blah. And we've got, uh, Jordan does uh, all the lighting and LEDs and like these crazy lamps. And he also does sound and video. Um, and then like Stack and Jackson are doing more of, they are more like instrumental and Stack is just like super type A, like can basically just, yeah, powerhouse. Um, and then her and Amber and JR also weld, and so they've been welding, and then they decided to make this crazy projection mapping situation. And they're, a bunch of them are burners too, so they're, they've been making art cars and like big installation art for years, and that's like what they kind of want to cultivate. Um, and yeah, it just keeps expanding and expanding. Then all of a sudden it's become bigger and bigger and yeah, we're still like kind of figuring out what we are. Yeah, I was going to ask, it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things and like what, so what we want to do is we want to create experiences. Like right now we've been doing the live streams and we've been, for the live streams we've been inviting in people to be a part of it for the night and we want obviously we want it to be visually lovely and something that you know is not just like going to a club and seeing a band or whatever mm -hmm. it's giving it another little element to it but we want to take it even further from there we're not exactly sure yet how but we want to make it more experience based so you would come in and like the way that you interact with the space would change certain parts of the experience we want it to have almost like There'd be like a storyline where like maybe upstairs is a whole different scene and whatnot. And like you're getting pieces of the story up there and there's things you can interact with. Um, and you know, then you come down here and back there, there's like a weird little something. And like, we really want people to start interacting with each other too. So it's like, you know, cause you come to these things and you kind of stay in your pods and whatever, but like, so we're, we want to encourage like, yeah, we want to make it an experience. Like you leave and you're like, oh, man, like that was actually... That was something. Yeah, that was something. something. That was something different. Yeah. Um, and so before, when this was still the art cave and the fab lab, we used to collaborate and do a party where we had like, the, Jordan made these little chips because he does programming too that everyone got when they came in and that would interact with an art piece. So he wants, we want to build off of that kind of situation. Um, yeah, so we're not sure yet how to do it. Not yet. But we're getting oh, closer. Happen. Yes. Yeah, and like Stack, one of the members, like she's a literary major, so like we're like, can you? She was like talking about like, you know, coming up with a script and like having a lot of like roaming characters and like. Whoa. Yeah. So how many people are totally like. There's seven of us. Oh. And actually we're. I didn't know if you were going to have a clean number for that. Yeah, so seven of us pay for this spot. <laughs> so I know the number. <laughs> right. And uh, 
And we are in the works of getting an eighth um, because there was, we have a spot that's going to open. Um, you have another spot that's going to open? Yeah, so we have a spot, we have an eighth spot, and that's like kind of what we're starting oh, to do. Oh, yeah, through. a spot for, yes. Oh, yeah, no, no, we're like, this is enough. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're opening another one, even yeah. though we don't have any idea what we're doing here. Yeah, take up the whole room. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun because it's like, it's been our, our playground, basically, our, like, yes. our creative playground. Like, it's kind of, and it's great, all the tools next door. And all the things that I don't have the skills for, one of them probably do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how can we make this? That's cool. You don't need to keep the tools here. You can have that whole They're other. all over there. Yeah. And so we start bringing them over here, and Jordan's like, okay, well, you guys actually need to return these. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a lot of the fab love stuff in here. Um, so what does this, this place mean to you? What, when did you kind of get the idea for it? I'm sure it was all your guys' idea, but... So... Why did you... Because uh, you never really... You do performance, you dance. Mm-hmm. You're a great dancer. Thank so you. How are you. So when did you decide you wanted to do like performance and getting people into shows? And... Yeah, I don't know. It kind of like organically came to be... I think because when I joined the art cave, what this originally was, in the White Wall Gallery, I just like wanted, I don't know, I wanted something, it wasn't feeding me enough, I wanted more experiential situation. Um, and I had loved performing, but I didn't really know how to, and I'm still figuring out how to integrate that in. Um, but I just wanted to make just big art, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be able to paint the walls and like cut out giant heads and like... The things that everybody wants to do. Yeah, yeah, I was like, the people want this. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> gotta fulfill it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted something different, something that like, um, I felt wasn't, being offered yet in Santa Cruz. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, have you have you been seeing stuff with Indexical and all that good stuff? You know what? I know of them, but I haven't actually gone to them. Have you? Yeah. We should go. Yeah. No, they're like right near the the tannery. Yeah, it's in the tannery. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's right there. It's downstairs. It's like there. yeah, like it's <laughs> past it. Um, uh, yeah, it's, yes. It's, uh, they do experimental music and art and all that yes. stuff, and it looks crazy, and I'm super I've glad. heard such good things. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to talk about the space. Kind of got to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's, like, another cool thing about this space is we're trying to figure out, okay, how can we, like, bring in different creative humans of Santa Cruz and, like, give them a platform to do their weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people doing weird things. There's too. so many people doing weird things. No, it's like, no it. Yeah, like, let's all look at each other's weird things. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of just like figuring out. Speaking of weird things, Sarah Burns is right around the corner from here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like kind of made that, but so her stuff is still in there. Yeah, she's like a little really around the corner. Shit. I don't know how much she's still in here because I know she was working at from home a lot. Yeah, she's working from home. But well, she, she yeah, she's still does some stuff, yeah, right around the corner. Yeah. At, um, with, um, she's so rad. She's so rad. Yeah. And I, after listening to her podcast, I was like, 
Sarah, we need to talk about the whole sustainability, like, uh, like leaving yeah. society situation. Exactly. Yeah, she just really wants to do that. I know. She's just like, I just remember, like, showing me her little tomato sprouts growing. She's like, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. this, is, this is all <laughs> this I need is, now. This is life now. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, her show is in April. Or start of April. Oh, cool. Her opening in LA. I really want to go to that. Yep, another field trip. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to write this on the chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, we need a chalkboard. We got that whole chalkboard! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John's over there. Like, <laughs> you can see the chalkboard, dude. <laughs> it's okay, nothing. Well, we have, oh, we have Puppet Show written on it. That's about it. That's our, uh, that's on our to do list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Puppet so. Show, LA, and uh, uh -huh. Uh, where did uh, human-shaped animal come from? So in, let's see, 2000, probably 2013 or 2012, I was sitting in sociology class in college, and my professor just said it in a sentence. He's just like, we're all human-shaped animals. And I was just like, what? And I was, it just like struck me. And then, uh, yeah, like the next year, I like was like making jewelry. I like started like a little jewelry line for a small period of time, and I was like, "Oh, I need a name for it." And I was like, "Oh, human-shaped animal." Uh, and then you know, I like Googled it, and nothing came up. Um, the only thing that comes up is like a weird monkey that kind of looks like a human. <laughs> like, no, that's about that's it. Us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I just started adopting it for everything that I do, um, especially because like. I don't totally identify with being Rachel Barnes. It just doesn't. <laughs> There's actually a lot of Rachel Barneses. If you type Rachel Barnes into Facebook, you can like scroll I forever. Believe. There's a whole army of us. <laughs> and so like, I was like, oh, like as an artist, it just didn't. And like signing Rachel Barnes didn't feel, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll just be, you know, yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> and when I was talking about doing this interview, people were like, yeah, human-shaped animal. Like, oh. oh, her name's Rachel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I kind of like encourage it. I was like, if, if I'm ever, if you ever reference it, I was like, reference human-shaped animal because unfortunately nothing is under Rachel Barnes. So if you search Rachel Barnes, it will, I think. I just think it's so cool. It's like, it, it is a name that definitely sticks in your head. It just feels Cause right. Because then you think about it and you're like, eh? Yeah, that's like what we are. Yeah. And then, like, I have, um, I, like, adopted a little, like, symbols for HSA, so then I'll just, like, that onto things. Letter, you adopted those? Human shake and Oh, right. Mm -hmm. I can see letters. Yeah. So then I'll just, like, <laughs> put that on things, too, instead of, like, writing out the whole thing. So it's nice to just, yeah, like... Yeah, that's a lot of words. Yeah, that is a lot of words. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. It felt right to, like give it its whole own persona, I mm -hmm. guess. Uh -huh. Yeah, it feels weird attaching my, my name to stuff. Like, people, even with Breaking North, they're like, what's your Breaking... I'm like, it's, <laughs> well, it's just Breaking North, but it's, you know, it's not sticking, you know, that's fine. You know, sometimes things stick and sometimes... Oh, you don't want it to stick? Or you're not feeling like it's sticking? I don't know. Would you change it? I don't know. Okay. Nothing's popped in my head. I was just, like, when you're I was... When I got the idea for the podcast, I was just... Journaling, and I was like, okay, just gonna fill something in. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that feels I mean, I have now. an idea for it. Yeah. It's the idea of just not trying to go 
straight up and think more laterally rather mm -hmm. than just like pitching holding yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is exactly what I was doing. Nice. <laughs> try, not to, <laughs> try not to just like drums or bust, you know, like I kind of want to think of other things. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Try. I just want to talk to people. Yeah. Well, yes. You seem to be doing a good job at it. Thanks. Appreciate that. I've been enjoying it. I, um, yeah, what's, what's it like working in a public space with murals? Like, cause it, do you, do you, uh, cause people will just watch you. Right? Yes. Yeah. I've gotten really good at just putting giant headphones on and like ignoring everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my, that's kind of my MO of life in general. All right. Um, but no, actually it's really, it's really sweet. People are usually really kind about it and like really encouraging and thankful. I was like, they just like, thank you. And just, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you get some weird people. I had, you know, um, a man on the street once. He really wanted me to paint his face with acrylic paint while I was painting a mural. So I did that and he wanted it on his lips and his ears and I was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing today. Uh, the person so commissioning is just like looking over, <laughs> yeah. like. All right. No, he's like licking it off his lips and stuff. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Can start rocking with headphones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm it's sure really. Kids enjoy it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> going off to a less weird story. <laughs> that's that's kind of rad. I've never seen fucking. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting experience. Sometimes you get people like, oh, this person can't leave this wall, so I'm going to talk their ear off. And just yeah. Like okay. I'm yeah, like, I was looking for somebody that wasn't going to leave. Yeah, they're like they're they're stuck there. So, um, but yeah, for the most part, it's really sweet and um, yeah, it's. Because I imagine that's like almost another aspect to doing art is like a lot of people, it's very about them being by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird, like, it's a weird It's like being, a, being an artist and somebody's okay just kind of being out there to some extent. Yeah, it's like almost like borderline like performance art. You're like, okay, I'm on display. And another thing that you have to be like, that feels very vulnerable about it is like, you know, when you're working on something, you're like, it's not done yet. Don't look at it. Like, don't look at it. It's going to be better. Like, this is like the really rough version of it. And you just have to be okay with just like, all right, this is on display for everyone to see. And it's not done. And I really hate that part over there. But like. Yeah. And you don't want to look back at someone being like. <laughs> yeah. Like when I did, I did this mural. It was the first one I did in Santa Cruz. Really my first mural mural. On um, river and water. I was good. It's like river, water, and ocean all around that yeah. area, and I'm like, which, which part, which liquid? But river and water, and I like did this giant face on it, um, and oh my god, it changed like 15 times. First, she was like really, and the girl, I, the girl was a Santa Cruz local, so I was like, okay, like she's gonna oh, see this. This is on the back of um, the salon. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. yeah. The, the salon has changed now. It used to be Mandala, and now it's. Something with C. No, it's not. Now it's not. And uh, yes, yeah, so the girl actually worked at Mandala. And I was like, oh. at first she looked really fat, and then she looked really old, and then she would look really young. And it finally made its way around, but like the whole time, I'm just like, no, no one looked at it. Like, uh. yeah. So yeah, there is that aspect of it that's just a little uncomfortable at times. But yeah, do you gen gen generally enjoy it though? I love it. Yeah. I mean, you mean the outcome or the process? Yes. 
<laughs> I, me and me and my work husband Jordan talk about this. There's like there's there's this whole arc of emotions that go into a project, and at some point you just really hate it, and it's just like this sucks. Everything's going wrong. Like <laughs> I put all this time in it, and now I need to like back up and erase this spot that I just like spent two days working on. And even that, like, I secretly love. Like, I love, I love the whole arc of emotions that go into it. And it's like, or it's like the very end, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to look at this for like two weeks. And I, it's disgusting. And then you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're oh, too yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take a step back. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I love it. And working big is just like, ugh. Because you just put like music on, and you just kind of dance, kind of dance around, and it's out, out in the sun, maybe. Yeah, in the sun. Work. Yeah, it's great, and it's like super rad working with people who's like they have a vision, and or like especially a lot of like the you know either small businesses where it's like this is our dream, like we're we've got this vision for this space, we like are they're working super hard to like make it a thing and then like you get to like and come on and yeah like, and like they're just like stoked on it and then you get to come in and like help them with their vision and it's just like really sweet and like getting to know them and it's just like oh yeah thanks for trusting me guys like it's it's fun it's, yeah and you yeah. usually get uh, commissioned by like small businesses or city yes. or mostly because that's how you 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 did most I did most, yeah. yeah that was sponsored by Prime People. Um, yeah, and like I've done some. Um, Side note off that. Yes, yes I think it's so interesting that a bar that sells alcohol has just weed yeah. things plastered all over it. Yeah, that, well, that was the trade off. I love, I love your art there, by the way. It I, was. I always thought that was funny. Uh, it was also a weird experience for me. I can be like, just painting some weed leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm like a high schooler or something. Yeah, you're like, like, this is exactly what people think. <laughs> yeah, I'm I know. <laughs> like if only I could have told mom and dad that when I got caught smoking weed in high school, like this will pay the bills one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just wait and see. <laughs> just just got do my whole life art <laughs> yeah. first. But yeah, so that was kind of like a weird like just paint weed leaves. Um, but. Uh, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, commissions, the uh, small business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've got a couple in my pocket right now. I just did ones for 11th Hours downtown or a uh, west side location. Mm -hmm. They're super, like, brothers, you know, I don't I, know. I really like them. Oh, yeah, they're great. Like, yeah. and they've thought everything through. It's just, like, so. Yeah, like a business model. Yeah. And then um, the Hook in Watsonville, which they did this whole, like, cool, um, like, arcade-themed situation. Um, and now I'm working with, um, another dispensary in Aptos, Santa Cruz Naturals, and then also working on one for, uh, Bookshop Santa Cruz downtown. Oh, which, Yeah, which is, feels wholesome. And, You're all over the place. Yeah, just snail trail and all, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Get around. Uh, uh, they're, they're, uh, unionized. Did you hear about that? I did. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's in the works, so I think it's a little messy at the moment. Um, I fear it's hard. Oh, yeah. Or else any trans do it. Yeah. Any transition, I feel like, is like. Yeah, especially cool. with a whole business like that. Yeah. Yeah, books are hard to sell right now, I believe. We talked about, like, 
the, uh, the plans you're doing, expansions, you kind of have that all going. Let me just get to it. What do you consider um, success for yourself? Oh, <laughs> uh, success for myself. Um, I feel like I'm starting to change that. I feel like before it was okay, keep myself alive with art. Now I feel like I want to take it another level and be like, okay, I want to be a little more stable um, with it. Like, just have it more. You mean, like, know that you will have an income from it? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, but success really for me is, uh, I think, continual growth with it. Like, just keep pushing it to, like, what, like, what more can I do with this? And like, especially having access to tools and to the space and to the humans that are in the space. Like, I feel like there's so much to make. Like, there's so much. And I feel like I've just like scratched the surface of it. Uh, and then on top of that, success. It's um, <laughs> a big word, you know? It is a really big word. But also like, like such a small, <laughs> Such a small word as well. Um, but basically, I just want to do whatever I want all the time. Whenever. <laughs> whenever. Total whatever. <laughs> that is success. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll just go with that. We'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, kind of, I guess, would you have anything that you kind of want to say to yourself? back when you were living on Mars? Well, when I was living on Mars, yeah. yeah. Just uh, the younger person. Uh, I would say it's possible. Yeah. Like, I remember like having this like real moment of just like dread because I was like, I'm just gonna have to go to college and then get married and then be a soccer mom and just like <laughs> be an art teacher and just like live in that little house and just go through the motions because that feels very East Coast to me. And I feel like there's a little bit more the parameters that people are living in and it's not so Yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, you don't have like every single option. Yeah, exactly. Which is also rough sometimes. Exactly. So you have decision a little bit of both making of that. is yeah. Um so yeah I think I think that I think just being like, yo, reality is way more malleable than you may think it is. And just like, just dream big and see what happens. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so let's talk about this space a little bit. Uh, I saw that you guys, and you were talking about it, um, doing Twitch live streams. Twitch, yes. Twitch. Yeah, so we are doing the live stream thing. Um, I love that, and I've I, uh, been doing that a little bit with some of yeah. the Like, mostly testing it out, because mm -hmm. as you know, there's yeah. a lot more to it than you would, like, originally Oh, think. yeah, that's all of Jordan's, like, nightmare of just, like, we have four cameras, and oh, wait, what about the audio, and how does this stream into this, and, like, oh, it's recording, and, like, just so many. And now we're on the internet. And now we're on the internet. And, and then it always goes the internet and all that. Yeah, like, so... And that's why we started with Twitch is because we couldn't do in person anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I saw you did like seven days ago. What's that? Did you do a stream just recently? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are continuing doing it, but now we have humans in here. Oh, so it looks a little better. Yeah, now it's like, now it's becoming like an event. Rather than people just in quarantine, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just like another way, another platform to get stuff out there. And it's nice for our DJs to have the streams and whatnot. Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to uh, see where that goes. It, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you can have like cameras down here and then, like up there. Oh yeah, we do. We oh, have shit. we put one up there on that little thing, and we put one right here, and then we have one right there, and then we have one that's like up on the DJ area at this little fisheye thing. Um, do you have any events coming up at all that are? No. So we just did our like we just redid the space and had an event on the twelfth. Um, and then we probably won't redo the space for another like three months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually nice. This one was kind of funded by the city because you can get grants. I don't know if you've ever looked into the art council grants. You should if you have, have not. I don't even know what I'll do with it. You would do anything. Yeah. You could do stuff for your podcast for it. You can be like, yo, I need to get new equipment because like their big thing is like, how will this impact the community? Oh. You got that one down. Do you interview a lot of yeah, in the community. exactly. And like basically, you can before they had it broken down between development and creative grant is either like you had a specific project in mind, or you just need like new gear, or you want to take a class, or blah blah blah. So put your name in the hat. They do it twice a year, and they give out like twenty to thirty of them. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing later. There you go. I think it just opened actually. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So yeah. I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. Our council helps fund this situation. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about like three months or so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you, you have so much to do here now. You can now you can do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably like do like a we'll probably do a live stream once a month, um, and then change up the whole situation in like three months or so. And then hopefully for that one, we'll start doing the more like experimental experience. Yeah, kind of need to line. figure out what it's gonna be. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And it's only by doing it. That you're yeah, really exactly. Out. And just like, things take a long time. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they always take way longer than you expect. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I could do that like in a couple hours. And it's like two weeks later, like I'm still working on this one thing. I think especially like as an artist too, it's like I'm pretty set and feeling okay that I can deliver on a drum part or mm-hmm. record for somebody. And then I still have that mentality when I try to do something different. Yeah. Like where I think I can just deliver because I'm like, oh, I do this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, nope. Take me a really, really long yep, time. Yep, I gotta figure it out first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of uh, trial and error. Um, so I guess uh, one, of, one of the last things, you're going to the Mojave. Yes. Again. Okay. What do you do out there? It looks so cool. I dig in the dirt and the sun. Yeah. Yep, it's the best. Yeah. So when I was in, oops, when I was in um, the Amazon, it like hit me that I needed to learn how to natural build build things from the earth um and that I wanted to build my own house one day but I was not a carpenter or have any skills so I (laughs) so so the way around that is to build it with the earth and um 
Yeah, so I was in the I was in the Amazon and it just like hit me that I wanted to learn natural building and it just made sense too as a natural progression of my art. It's like okay, I'm already including plants in my art and then I'm really into like creating environments with murals and installations and I'm like, oh well the next step make an actual environment out of actual natural materials. And yeah, so while I was there, I went down the rabbit hood, rabbit hood, rabbit hole <laughs> of um, what, like, what was out there for natural buildings. I never really thought about it. And I found the Mojave Center, and I found this place called Rancho Mastatao, which is in Costa Rica. Uh, I was like, I'm going to do those two things. And yeah, uh, Mojave Center, I didn't think I was going to get there as soon as I would. Um, I returned from the Amazon in July and I went to the Mojave Center in September. When I returned from the Amazon, I was really sad for a really long time. I was like, I felt like I was just plucked out of this, this weird parallel life that I was living and dropped back down in America and it was just like, this is so, I was like, I just hate everything. I just like, and I felt like my whole nervous system like wasn't like recalibrating to this world, and I just like went in the woods, and I was like, it's so dry. I was just like, where the ants are? You then like nothing is colorful. It's like, yeah, especially because like I was dropped back into like my third story apartment, and I wasn't waking up like in the jungle, and I was just like so sad. But. Then I went to the Mojave Center and like, woo, re-sparked me. And I was like, ah, okay, it's not so bad here. But so anyway, so the Mojave Center is a, um, is in the Mojave Desert. And they're teaching how to do super adobe, which are these cute little domes. Well, we did cute little domes. They could be bigger. But like, you can build one in a week with all the humans. And um, yeah. The material is just like. The ground. We literally just dig holes and we mix it with a little bit of cement and we stuff these bags and we like start the whole process and it's pretty like simple in terms of yeah. how to do it. Um, dig dirt. Dig stack. dirt. Dig dirt and stack. And uh, yeah, it was like super nourishing and just like there's a there's been a part of me that has like yearns for just to like. I just wish that I grew up in a tribe somewhere out of society and just in nature and that was my life. I would probably be, I would, I will be very happy in that lifestyle. So I'm kind of realizing I need both this world and that world. And so I eventually want to make my way to more of a sustainable community and live in community, especially after being at like Omega where living in community was just like it's just like so nice waking up and like everyone's there and you don't have to make plans mm -hmm. and it's just like you like it's just you like do stuff together yeah and it's just like, like yeah you're not just like so secluded and like also being in brazil like i just realized how like the united states was just so uh individually goal oriented and it like was missing all the I don't know, Brazil, it's just, it's just like, it was so family and so like, there wasn't any distractions. Like in the property that I was on, 
everything was open too. The only enclosed areas was the room, your actual like bedroom. Um, otherwise, all the areas were just like open to nature, and like so, everyone was always hanging out with everyone, and they were just like, I don't know. And if any business that they did, they actually had the people come over for dinner, and then they'd stay the night, and like it was like so, just like ugh, ugh nurturing. Um, and then there's this whole element of like the natural building, like being in a structure that is like made out of nature. Uh, humans have like actually like put in the energy and the intention and like mindfulness of creating and then also it being like not a square is like there's something really juicy about that to me yeah i've heard about this like roundness yeah it's like from womb exactly that's like how most buildings work back exactly yeah and it's just like there i think we are kind of getting to a tipping point where we're starting to like go back to the basics a bit mm-hmm. um, and actually so I one thing that like it was, it's kind of like the human shaped animal thing like when it hits you it's like oh yeah I'm grasping onto those words I tattooed womb tomb on me because when we were figuring out a name for this place womb like tomb that. hit me and I it didn't quite fit for this but I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna take that so it's just like this like I just love the idea of like birth and death being the same thing and then that container of like the womb in the tomb and it's like womb tomb and like after building these like little structures it's like oh i'm gonna make womb tombs that's gonna be my like stackable womb tombs yep those are gonna that that's my those are my little my huts that i'm gonna create wow uh and then make those into art installations and like have those be like all like pop up like and then have like you know artists come or like Make it so like musicians come and create in them. Just have these like little sanctuaries. Um, but anyway, so I'm returning to the Mojave Center because I went there and volunteered. Fell in love with them so hard. The people are amazing. They had just started like that. They weren't even. I think it was a year in October that they had um, bought the land, and then they didn't themselves learn how to start doing the super adobe until that January and then we're teaching it by the fall um and yeah and it's all sustainable there everything's run by solar power and it's just like that's incredible yeah and it's super cool and then I got so jazzed because then I saw that they also are doing this project in Colombia where they are working with indigenous groups and they're doing like helping they either do like a natural building element to it. They also do like this whole excursion through the jungle and um, and they're doing like tree planting and like agroforestry and whatnot. And so I was like, when I met them, I was like, I found my desert jungle people. Cause like, I feel like I'm split in half. I feel like I have this like extreme love for the jungle and then this extreme love for the desert, but they're so different. And I think I, I love like contradicting, complementing situations. Uh, and then so when I learned that they were doing stuff in the jungle or in the desert, and then that they were also looking for property in the jungle eventually, which I think is actually gonna happen quicker than I thought it was to do natural building there as well. Cause that's my goal. My goal is to live part-time in jungle, part-time in desert. And so I did that this year and actually it's working out. I'm actually going to do a, I'm going to live in Costa Rica for two months in August and September and do a uh, sustainability internship where I live on this 
farm situation and they teach you natural building, they teach you all this permaculture and agroforestry, a bunch of homesteading stuff, like how to make flowers out of like the local whatever and like herbal stuff and soaps and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I really want to, I want to get back to like those basics. I'm not very good at like just reading about them and like implementing them in my life. I'm not, like I'm a very hands-on person, so like I actually need to like be like in there, yeah. I need to be in there, and that's the only way I'm going to learn it. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. It's hard when you're around walls. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I adapt so quickly. It's like, you know, I'll probably go to the Mojave Center, and I'll be like, oh, I want to be here forever. I would never want to go back to Santa Cruz. And then I come back to Santa Cruz, and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Like, I don't actually really feel like I'm going to that anymore. Yeah. Like, so, but. I, I get it. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it's even for me, it's just like sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel okay just like being at the house right now, and mm-hmm. I could be here, and then I'm outside. I'm like, fuck, why was I in the house all morning? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, story of my life. Yeah. And that's why I need to build a life where I'm so intermingled with nature, <laughs> because I am not great at like getting myself out into it sometimes. Same. But it's so nourishing to me. Yeah. So I, agree. I just need it to all be just like all intermingled into one. Yeah. Travel between them. Mm-hmm. So when I return to the hobby this season, they do a spring and they do a fall season. Um, I'm actually going to run their kitchen because I was okay. like, I just want to be a part of this. I'll run the kitchen. I don't know how to cook, so it's going to be really interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm going there in like a week. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. I'll be great. I'll be great. How many people? Uh, so they'll be probably tops of like twenty. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's super cute. They have a trailer that they've made into a kitchen. It's like so wholesome. It's like we sit by the fire at night. We go to the hot springs. It's like comes the Mojave. It's so great. And like everyone, like as soon as I got there, I was like instantly comfortable. I was like, this is this is it. This is it. It's like we just we all like take turns like DJing the music for like that keeps us running throughout the whole day. And like everyone's like just so playful and just like bullshits around the whole time and yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff and the people that it attracts are really cool people because then it's like oh you've got a really weird lifestyle too like where are the weird places that you go that i should go and it's like you start being like oh well there's this place in colorado that they're doing this weird so you should check it out so you're just gonna find another place to go yeah yeah, yeah. and like my kind of like my goal is to um I want to be able to um, either learn natural building or just travel in general through trade of murals. That's like kind of how I want to do it. It's like, okay, I'll give, you know, paint you whatever you want. Just let me stay here for a little bit and just soak this up. Um, so that's the goal. I'm going to try to get the people at Costa Rica to let me do a mural there because I just want to, I want to do a mural on every continent. That's what I, yeah. that's my goal. Antarctica could really use one. I know, right? Bring a little desert to them. <laughs> yeah, a little desert, a <laughs> little jungle. Yeah. yeah. Um, who would you like to shout out if anybody? Oh, my cellist, my cellist Hamley. We call it, we're just warm. Yeah, no, no, I'm addicted to these things. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of keeping them on though and leaving, so. Uh, we're talking about the heaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my 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 trellis peoples, um, which is Jordan and Andrew and Stack and Jackson and Amber and Jr. They're great. Um, yeah, I mean it's so epic to find like a group of people that are willing to spend all their money and their time on a project that they're like 
we just want to make cool shit for people. I'm not really sure how what this is going to turn into, but like, let's just build. Let's just build it, and they will come. Hopefully, they're allowed to at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. Where, where, where are they? I, where are they? Should be here in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, to them for sure. Um, to my Mojave peeps, I'm really like seriously. If you're ever interested in going digging holes in the desert, I am. I got a place for you. It's great. They do volunteer weeks too, where you can just show up and so you don't have to actually pay for a workshop. Um, it sounds worth it. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. And um, how long are you going out there? So I'll be out there for like two weeks, and I'll come back for two weeks, and then I'll go out again for another workshop. I wish I could just stay, but I do have some projects here that I need to not um, completely abandon. Yeah, like like. I gotta make some things. Yeah, I gotta make a living. <laughs> Sarah Bianco, she's like my, um, she's one of my painting sisters. Um, I've done some murals with her. She's a super rad muralist. And um, she has a house painting business as well, which is really nice when I get into little tight spots. I'm like, hey, Sarah, I'll come help you. <laughs> Oh, so that's helpful. Um, Eva, my roommate, for housing me in the tannery, which we all know is a very golden nugget. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, and where can people find you? You can find me um, at humanshapedanimal.com uh, or my Instagram is also humanshapedanimal. Um, they can find me here in Trellis. The old old Wrigley building, this little gem on the outskirts of town, west side. Um, they could try to find me in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, or somewhere deep in the jungle. One of those three places, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. You got a couple options. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been so fun. Yes. Yes. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron on Patreon.com. Early access to episodes, bonus interviews, and much more. Head to Patreon.com slash Breaking North. That's Patreon.com slash Breaking North. There is not a person out there that wouldn't like to learn to play the drums. Learn to play the drums from a working professional over Zoom. It's never been easier to book an affordable lesson than going to ZenDrumming.com. From seasoned professionals to those who haven't made the leap to buying their first kit. Learn to play your favorite music. Head on over to zendrummond.com to book a free consultation and two discounted intro lessons. Life is a hell of a lot more fun when you play some drums. Would you like to see more stories of artists, creators, and characters that we love? Sign up for the Breaking North newsletter. To sign up, click the link in the show notes. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review if you like the show. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Prey Project. Make sure to follow the Zen Prey Project on Instagram. Leave us a review for any of the episodes that you liked and consider sharing this with a friend that might be interested in this sort of show. We'll see you next time.